welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday, the 15th of October, 2016. Lots of uh, varied news this week. Let's start with the Forgotten Children progress. I'm right at the end of the book now, so I think I've got got about 15,000 words to go with the Forgotten Children. So I did um, 5,204 words on Thursday. I had quite a big writing day on Friday. I got 5,957 words done um, on Friday, which is today when I'm recording this. And um, we've now passed the 75,000 mark. So the book is going to be something in between eighty and 90,000, probably nearer to 90,000 words. And I think I'm going to be writing, I've got quite a, I've got a really funny diary next week. I've had to jiggle things around all over the place. So I think I'm going to be writing, you know, 20,000 words four days in a row. So I intend to write on Saturday, 5,000 words and another 5,000 words on Sunday. And then I've just got the last 5,000 to go in the book and that will have draft one finished well before the end of October and end of October was my target date for that so again I always say unless I get knocked down by a bus unless something explodes or something changes then the forgotten children draft one by the time I record this diary next week it should be finished I hope I'm really enjoying it the funny thing is at the end of the book I always start writing really fast because it gets so exciting. So actually my my work output increases anyway at the end of the book because I just get so excited by my own endings usually. So hopefully that's a reasonable indication that the the plot and the pace is all fairly reasonable. Now the other thing that I finished in the past week is Don't Tell Meg. So if you remember I've got three thrillers. It's Don't Tell Meg is Thriller 1. We've got The Murder Place which is Thriller 2. And we've got Thriller 3 which is the Forgotten Children, the one I'm just finishing at the moment. So Don't Tell Maggie's Thriller 1. That has been through my editor, Helen Fazal, and I needed to go through it again with a fine tooth comb. So I've I've finished that now. It's actually a lot easier than I thought. I'm really, really pleased with Helen's edit on it. Very, very tight book now. Um, It was quite experimental for me because there's a lot of swearing in it. You'd have heard me say it's got my first uh, sort of sex scene in it, and it does have, um, you know, swearing in it too. So I think that when I was writing the first book, I was I kind of overwrote it in many respects because, to a certain extent, I was finding the level. And um, you know, Helen got back to me this week. She's she's working through Thriller Two at the moment with an edit, and she said, "Oh, this isn't not going to need as much cutting as the last one," which probably is an indication that I found my level and my style. And I actually feel that book three, by the time we've got to book three, we're really quite tight now. So I, I hope she'll say the same again about book three when she gets it. So this is a real kind of roller coaster and production line that we've got going. So Don't Tell Meg Now is, I say, completed. It's finished. I've been through it with a fine tooth comb. What I've done with that now is I've taken that off Scrivener, turned it into a Moby file, and put that on my Kindle. And I'm just going to read it like a normal reader would now. Just going to read it through. And then if I spot any last things, then I'll get those. But I'm pretty sure now, you know, we've got the continuity right. We've got the, I've had to seed a few things that have happened in in the later books too. So I've got the seeding right. Uh, there wasn't much to change actually, which I'm quite pleased about. Um, you know, punctuation, grammar, all of those things. I'm pretty sure we're there with it now. Um, oh, dear me, the podcast got lots of recordings. I, I recorded uh, just one this week, uh, Melissa Addy, 
and uh, Melissa's got some great um, strategies. She writes historical fiction and non-fiction. I recorded with Melissa on Monday morning, and she's got some really, really interesting strategies to boost writing income and um, develop and build her writing craft. And, um, you know, it never fails to amaze me with this uh, podcast that um, whoever I talk to, there are always nuggets in there that make me think or, or think of new ways of doing things or things that I could do or try. And Melissa just came at, at writing from a completely new angle for me. And there were lots of interesting stuff in there. Uh, i got a really busy week for recording interviews next week. Um, I'm recording Dina Santarelli, a writer, editor, author and blogger. Um, Angela Marsons, who is the kind of hit author on Bookature at the moment. She's the Amazon number one bestseller um, author of uh, Silent Screen. I'm talking to Chris Longmuir, who is a UK self-published crime writer, and to Claire Lydon, who is a lesbian romance author. So we've got a lot of variety in there in terms of the authors that I'm chatting to. And uh, I'm actually going to have to stop booking the podcast because um, those are going to schedule through to January the 23rd. And it's getting a little bit embarrassing recording people and saying, uh, you're not going to be on for another three months. So I'm just going to um, maybe have a month off booking podcast interviews and um, you'll just leave it for a month and then come back to it probably at the beginning of December, end of November, um, because I've got a little bit ahead of myself. I've had a lot of people saying yes, which is fantastic. So pleased with the guests that we're getting on the show at the moment. So, um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm even scheduling almost as far, if you think about it, if we're on episode 47 with Claire, um, episode 52, that's 52 episodes, that's a year's worth of episodes. So we're almost coming up to a year anniversary already, which is just phenomenal. So, um I think probably I'll I'll just cool it for a month and then start booking more guests in because I am getting a little bit ahead of myself and that's a good place to be. It's a nice place to be, but um, as I say, you know, I, I'm getting people are talking to me on the podcast and saying, "Oh, I've got this book out in November," and I'm thinking, "Ooh, that podcast isn't running until December," so it's causing me a few little timing problems. I I need to do them. I think within within a month, I need to record them and get them out within the month. So I'm just going to change my my sort of scheduling with the podcast interviews. But we've got some brilliant guests coming up. I'm so pleased with the guests that we've got on the show. I mentioned on last week's diary that I was about to do the Borderlines Carlisle Festival. So I've done that now. Uh, it was a three hour teaching session. I don't know how many were in the room. I think it was about 20. It was around about 20. It was 15 to 20 people, I think, in the room. Um, it was only a, a sort of small uh, teaching room and um, all sorts of ages there. Um, and I have to say, when I, when I do those presentations, um, I, I do think it separates the what I call the hobbyist self-publisher to the professional self-publisher. Um, you know, when I show people what I've had to do to get where I've got, which frankly is not very far, not, not you know, not in comparison to all sorts of other people, it's not very far at all. Um, I think it puts people off, to be honest with you. I think they they think that self-publishing is going to be a case of uploading a a doc file, and that's going to be it. And of course, if you've self-published yet, you will know that the first disappointment you have when you self-publish, the first elation is in actually getting that book done. And then the first disappointment is in finding out that it doesn't sell itself, that actually you're going to have to make some effort to sell it. So, um, you know, a mixed bag of people in the room made, a, um, as always with these events, you always make great contacts. I made a brilliant contact with a local writer um, who is about to launch a dystopian trilogy over the next few months, 
really great to meet somebody locally who's really switched on to all the things that we need to be doing as self-publishers, building an email marketing list, you know, marketing, understanding that you've got to write series. Um, that's very exciting. So I had a, a chat with this gentleman over email and said, when he does launch this trilogy, it'd be really great to do one of my author platform boot camps uh, with him to talk about what his launch strategy is, what happens during the launch, and then what the lessons learned are after the launch to see how it goes. So uh, that's hopefully something that will come up after Christmas in the, in the new year. And I hope also that you caught the first author platform bootcamp with Ian Sutherland this week. Um, I'm part of Ian's uh, beta testers for his uh, Twitter uh, program or service that he's going to be offering to authors. It's been quite remarkable so far. Um, there, there are particular aspects that I'm most interested in with it. Uh, one of those is the fact that it's adding email subscribers to my list for free. Uh, very interested in that because I have, as you know, if you listen to this diary, I've had a little dabble with Twitter ads and I'm going to go back to them. I need to learn them and look at them again, go back to the training that I bought through Mark Dawson to, to just figure out what I was probably doing wrong to get that price down on Twitter. So it's very attractive to me that Ian's adding names to my email list on automatic for free. Now the author platform bootcamp is an occasional feature. So every now and then, like when I, I met this gentleman at the uh, borderline session that I was doing the other day, and I think, well, oh, that'd make a really good learning opportunity. The same with Ian, when Ian was chatting to me about this project, I said, oh, that's gonna make a really interesting learning opportunity. I'm gonna put those into an occasional series called the author platform bootcamp. So they're not gonna be every week, they're just going to be, as I talk to people and think, that's great. We could all learn something from that. I'm going to share that. And those will go in the Author Platform Bootcamp. And when I release those episodes, uh, they will be only very occasional. They'll go out on, on Wednesdays. So we've got main podcast episode Mondays. We've got Author Platform Bootcamp, where I have one. That's going to be on Wednesdays. And I'll save Mondays for the podcast diary, or beg your pardon, Saturdays for the podcast diary. But Borderlines was great, um, really enjoyed it. And a bonus this year, by the way, is that we're getting paid for it, which is fantastic. So um, does that make you a professional speaker, a professional self-published speaker when you're paid to speak? So um, that was very exciting. So um, I got a contact earlier in the week saying, can we have your address? We're sending you a check. Fantastic. So it's always nice to feel, I think that's my first paid um, indie author gig, uh, which is fantastic. May there be many more. The other thing that I really want to do, I'm kind of sick, you know, if I, um, with the secret bunker, uh, and I have said on this diary that the, the feedback, you know, is good, it's at four stars, which I know I shouldn't be moaning at, um, with, I don't know how many reviews, not not that many, but 27, 26 reviews in the States. I, I hate to say it, I tend to look at the States more, because that's where I tend to push the books more. But I'm kind of a bit fed up with the chalk and cheese reviews on that book, even though predominantly they're verging to the four, stars, well they are on four stars, that's what you see when you look at Amazon. So I think it's a good book, but it was the first book that I wrote, and the first struggle I had was with um, getting tenses right. And I used two tenses in The Secret Bunker, and I've read that book a lot of time now, now, and I still think it works. You know, it's no different from a film where you would have, you know, flashbacks and present and things like that. To me, it's just no different. But if I get negative reviews about that book, people say, um, you know, the tenses, it's about the tenses. We go from present to, to past and it flicks around a lot. That's that's the criticism that I get. And, and to a certain extent, those readers aren't my readers. And that's fair enough. But when I look at the the grid, 
which is I think it's again you know it's like pulling teeth but the reviews on the grid are I think six, 16 in the USA and they're pretty well all five stars I think there's about two two fours in there something like that but when you look at it it says five stars so I, th I think the average is about 4.8 so the the grid is is a much stronger hell yeah you know it's a much stronger oh this is a five whereas the the secret bunker there's a lot more um you know dissension about where the rankings lie with that book and if people mark it down they always say it's about the tenses of the jumping around now i think it's a good book as i say i've read it a lot of times i'm very very happy with the story but to me you know i kind of i hear that feedback and it's something that i can change so i think that the plan in my head is to spend november sort of new year through to new year period um revising the non-fictions and sweating and, and sort of getting the non-fictions ready to sell for 2017 because there aren't any major changes in there so i think i am going to revise them and then i think i want to spend the first quarter of 2017 revising the secret bunkers now, i don't mean rewriting them i mean revising them now i have had a look at this before i looked at it a couple of months ago um and and you know i just want to change the tense basically it's fairly straightforward the story doesn't need to change the story's tight and it's fine um so that's kind of where the land's lying with that at the moment who knows it might all change again but um you know we have to be flexible with all of this stuff i think i just wanted to give you um, some statistics to finish off with for the end of this diary um i think i probably mentioned this last week uh, that i was doing free books and i got some promos on in the past week so this is where was this from i think last thursday since last thursday certainly from friday i've shifted 3202 books it'll be more than that because it's going up all the time it, uh, i'm getting rid of quite a lot at the moment so since i last spoke on this diary 3202 books have gone and that is a mixture of free books and paid books and since we last spoke i've got rid of 2550 copies of the grid one now that'll give you a feeling for how many of those have been sold because well 700 odd of those are in scope for having been sold i haven't sold 700 it's much fewer than that um but two and a half thousand of those were the grid one which is free now let me give you my observations about this um people say to me you know how, how does free make you money instantly my earnings have gone up so that the buy-through has instantly gone up because I write in series I'm I my stats now ever since I do done that free promo my stats are showing that people are buying books two and three of the grid and they're buying books two and three of the secret bunker and then they're buying box sets and, and they're discovering the secret bunker if they came to be through the grid because I'm cross-promoting and because I write in series so I instantly sell more books free books is my favorite service now that said I haven't been able to land a bookbub once. I've only tried once actually, but this is why I'm trying to get my reviews up so that I can get a bookbub ad. I want to put the grid one on a bookbub because I think it'll do really well on a bookbub. But I need to get the reviews up. So free booksy, if you if you're not in bookbub land, if you're not able to land a bookbub, go for free booksy. It's my favourite service. Now I can't I I'm terrible. I'm sorry, my memory is terrible. It's not a fortune free booksy. I can't remember, is it seventy dollars, something like that, to shift two thousand five hundred and fifty books. That's two and a half thousand people i've got my books in their hands and of that obviously we have a you know we, we lose people as we go along but i will see now because i've done it before i know that for the next two to three months my sales will remain steady 
and stronger as a result of doing those free promos. Now, my sales had dropped off. Um, they were a bit, not, not depressing. I, I sell books every day, but they weren't very good. And that's because I hadn't done a promo for a while. I was waiting until I did the Borderlines event so that I could sort of stage manage it and show people how high I could get my books just using a few promotional techniques. So Free Booksy is my recommended service. Obviously, I want to try BookBub. I haven't had a chance at that yet. And the other thing I just wanted to mention to you is that my subscriber list is now up to over a thousand. Now, again, if you listen to these diaries very regularly, you'll know that I, I can't even remember what my list was. It's four and a half thousand, and that was a tailover from internet marketing. I, I did some tests with that audience and said, you know, are you interested in my author stuff? Are you interested in my author stuff? Because I ain't going to do internet marketing anymore. Now, internet marketing is a part of my author business, but I'm not setting my stall out now on being an internet marketer. I'm setting my stall out now on being an author who is a self-publisher and who can talk you through making websites, social media, and all of these things. But I'm not an internet marketer, using air quotes to, to say that. So I boiled down my list. I can't remember what it was. It was 200, 300 subscribers. And I just wanted to try Facebook ads to get that list up. So I used Facebook lead ads and my list is now, my list of subscribers is now about 1,040, I think it is. So when it when it got to 1,000, I thought, that's enough. That's fine. It's a decent size of list now. So I, I've got about 1,000 contacts and these are all related to books or podcasts now. They're not internet marketing people. They're, they're all interested in me as an author. So, um, you know, that, that's where we are. We're up to a, a list of a thousand done with Facebook ads very quickly, I hasten to add. Now, I still haven't had time to go through Mark Dawson's training to figure out what I need to do to get the price down and all of these. That's the next thing I need to do with Facebook ads. But let me tell you, I am convinced by Facebook lead ads. I really, really like them. And I'm waiting to get the Twitter better to get the price down for Twitter because I want to be thrashing that soon. Um, and I'm doing it using GetResponse and Zapier. So Zapier links Twitter and Facebook to GetResponse. And that way I don't have to touch anything. I don't have to download leads or mess around with anything. It all just happens automatically while I'm away earning money, you know, teaching businesses about this, that and the other. This is all ticket away for me in the background. So uh, that's it for this week. More diaries next week. I'll let you know what's been going on in the week. Hopefully I will be telling you. In fact, I, you know, I'll commit to it. I'll be accountable. Um, it will be finished. The Thriller 3 will be finished by the time I talk to you next on this diary. First draft, of course. Uh, it's got lots of rewriting to come, but the first draft will be finished by the time I talk to you on the next diary. Really looking forward to that. It's very exciting. That will be three full-length thrillers written over six months. One of the things I was telling people on Borderlines is get over how traditional authors write. You know, you can write faster than that. And I don't write as fast as I'd like to. You know, I'd like to be doing a million years, a million years, a million words a year, uh, like the guys from the self-publishing podcast do. Uh, because if I was able to write 5,000 words a day, that's where we'd get to. You know, we'd be there fairly fast if, if I was writing at that speed. So I'm not even writing as fast as I'd like to, but I've just done, what, 200 and, what's that? 270,000 words in six months. It's a quarter of a million, isn't it? A quarter of a million in half a year. So I could easily ramp that up if I was writing 5,000 words a day. Anyhow, that's by the by. That's it for this week's podcast diary. Another one for you next Saturday. Uh, look out for episode number. He says, look at his sheet. Episode number 33 of the podcast uh, of self-publishing journeys. That's coming on Monday, the 17th of October. My guest on Monday is Joanne Phillips, who's been self-publishing since 2012. Now, on the podcast, and this is fascinating data actually, Joanne reveals exactly how much her annual 
self-publishing income is. Now she doesn't beef this up with nonsense and gross figures, she tells us what she's getting net from self-publishing. It's an astonishing figure, but it's also a very revealing figure. You need to make sure you listen to that if you're hoping to generate an income from self-publishing. So that's Joanne Phillips, my guest on Monday's podcast. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.